I never thought I'd see a race in the rain. Not in my life. <laughs> in person. Definitely not in person. I, and I definitely did not prepare to be caught in the rain. Um, it's a good thing that I asked my friend who was joining me at the race to uh, buy us some um, rain ponchos at the at the dollar store. Uh, otherwise, I I would have been soaking wet. Yeah, much much like the drivers yeah, getting just, out of the just, car. Just run down your your experience um, attending the race before okay. we uh, before we get into the. Uh, reaction and wrap up yeah of course so um i got there about two hours before the green flag um they wouldn't allow people to bring in like long umbrellas for whatever reason don't don't really know why um but anyway um the lines at the Hollers were pretty long, which was annoying. Um, none of the haulers had really any new things since I had, had gone two months ago at Phoenix, which was also annoying. Um, but just like being in the presence of the track itself, it's fucking awesome, man. Like, I have been at the same track that Lewis Hamilton has won at many times mm-hmm. <laughs> sir lewis hampton i am sorry to have addressed you improperly my liege did it did it feel different uh did it feel different being at a road course well not just a road course but being at a uh an f1 track yeah it did it like you could tell there was like a different like weight to being there mm. especially for nascar mm-hmm. like this is this is the sport that started with moonshiners and you know all that stuff and you know for these heavy ass stock cars to be you know sliding around on there in any form is a step in the right direction i think for the sport so Without even like the cars hitting the track, it definitely felt like there was like a different gravity there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course there was that. Um, but like, right as soon as the green flag was <laughs> about to wave, I started feeling rain, and I was like, "Oh no, not good." <laughs> like under under the pace laps, it started started feeling some sprinkles i was like oh yeah looked looked up at the sky very gray dark i was like this it's not good it's not good and then um like at the end of like lap one and lap two people were coming in for their rain tires getting geared up which plenty smart of them yeah um so pardon me so you know we're on the bridge between what turn was it um we were on the bridge over i want to say it was like turn 14 or 15 
which mm-hmm. was really cool. I've never been on a bridge that crosses a racetrack, so very cool for me. Um, got some cool pictures and videos of the nice. cars passing by. Um, but we eventually made our way back over toward turn 12, which, as we all know, is even in F1, one of the only passing opportunities on the track and for NASCAR where cars are going slower or heavier that's like the biggest passing zone whereas any corner can be a passing zone for the NASCAR anyhow we got stationed there after the first caution so that was when Suarez went off the track and Mm -hmm. had his transmission fail which was really sad um, I love Daniel and I wanted to, I wanted to see him do well at what is effectively the closest track to his hometown. So it was kind of a bummer. Where is he from that. Mexico? Specifically? From Mo- Monterey, Monterey, which is, you know, like right under Texas. Right. So yeah, that, that was kind of a bummer. Um, and then that caused the, Re- double file restart that led to the first horrific crash of the day which happened not in front of me but close enough where Bubba and Kevin met each other and nobody could see it like yeah I just want to I just want to cut in here um, yeah go for it the TV watching experience, like at home watching this race, was yeah. horrible. I couldn't. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I think it was a combination of them not really being prepared with camera placement. And obviously, like, the conditions didn't help. But, like, no, it was just a mess. Like, you can't see anything. The driver, like, the drivers can't see. The commentators can't see. The viewers can't see. Like it, it was. I would say since I've gone back to watching every week, definitely the the least enjoyable time that I have had watching the race by far. Well, because watching the race should not be a hassle. And I it feel like most certainly the, was. I feel yeah. I was about to say I feel like for the viewer at home, very much a hassle. But from someone who was on the back stretch, mm-hmm. you know, watching the race we couldn't fucking see anything. <laughs> That's never good. No, and if we can't see anything, I'm sure the drivers can't fucking see anything either, which turned out to be very yeah, accurate. I, uh, several of them did say that they couldn't see anything. So, like, you know, the Bubba, Harvick, Christopher Bell, Blaney incident happens, then they, you know, stacked them up for another restart. Two by two again. Not wise, but they did it. And, you know, they ended up coming around. I think it, I don't think it was the very first lap after the restart. I could be wrong, but I don't think it was. Mm. I think it was the second lap. McDowell, who inexplicably was in the top 10, uh, Braked really early because he couldn't see anything. So I don't really fault him. 
he braked earlier than one would normally expect, I would suppose. And Truex ran him over. Didn't fuck up McDowell's day at all. Uh, Truex's front end completely caved in. He's already done. But he's now, you know, going really slow in the straightaway. And I I don't know where the fuck Cole Custer came from. It looked like he got shot out of a cannon. Yeah. But he fucking drove under Truex. That was nasty. It, it is the worst crash I have ever seen in person. And I've been to, I would say, close to 10 races. So, yeah, that was not great. Definitely one of the um, worst ones I've seen this season. Um, oh, yeah, easily. Like that, That's probably up, the worst. It's up there with, uh, with Lugano, the big one. At, yeah, the big one uh, at Daytona. Big one at Daytona, yep. Um, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm forgetting one. Yeah, I'm sure there was one at, oh, yeah, Joey at Talladega. Yeah. Which was bad enough because, like, his fucking roof got caved in. But Truex, like, and we'll touch more on it later, said he thought he was going to die. Wow. Which, not good. Right. Um, anyway, um, they, took the time after that wreck to dry the back stretch off with the air Titans, which I think was a good choice um, overdue, but it took place. And I mean, the racing to me, and obviously I was not on the track and in the car, but it seemed like the visibility got a little bit better. The rain kind of chilled out to like a, pretty mild rate at that point so things started to like taper off um and that's when you saw guys like uh ross chastain start to enter the mix which was pretty cool because like you know these are guys we don't normally see up front like him and ryan priest mm-hmm. and then about the end of stage two rain starts coming back not good and then uh, they restart. Uh, pitch strategy starts taking place, um, which was pretty interesting. Um, I was like, I think Bush and Elliot pitted pretty early, but you know, I'm not a not a strategist. Not yeah, a crew turned, chief. It worked out pretty well uh, for one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then NASCAR after Kurt Busch. Um, and this happened right in front of me. I saw it happen like right in front of me. You could tell he was not going to make that turn from way back. Mm-hmm. It was frightening. I was like, oh no, he's going to hit somebody. He's going to hit somebody. That's how you know Kurt Busch is immensely talented, that he barely made contact with Austin Dillon and didn't hit his brother somehow. Turns out, turns out. Some of them are very good. Yeah, I. I'm getting it off my chest now. Turns out 43 are the best drivers in the world. Not there were only mar- 40. Ah. Not just a market employee. It, it is not. But yeah. Um saw that happen and then, you know, shortly after they threw the caution to call the race. And the, you know, argument was that like there's too much rain, but like 
And while I agree with that assertion, why wasn't it a problem 15 laps ago? Yeah. 10 laps ago. Which, again, for what, the fourth or fifth time this season has brought uh, it into the conversation of uh, NASCAR as a as a sport, uh, as a as a sanctioned body, their uh, decision making questionable again. Very <laughs> uh, Bristol dirt, not not great. Daytona road, um, Daytona road course where they threw that very questionable yellow flag. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, I'm sure Kansas. there's been more. Oh yeah, Kansas with the tire which Ross Chastain alluded to this week. Um, And that's kind of where my basis for, you know, if the water was dangerous, why didn't we stop the race earlier? Yeah. Kind of comes in because that's something he mentioned. Um, Yeah. Um, Don't really, uh, don't really know um, what, what was going on there because like, you know, by that point, like the rain kind of stabilized to a pretty heavy rain, but like the drivers, most of them were dealing with it, mm-hmm. like adapting to it. Like that's what Hamlin said after the race is he was like, I don't really understand why we stopped it at that point, other than, you know, nine car was in the lead. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's been, um, been a popular I'm not, conspiracy. I'm not, as, I'm not as tapped in as you are, obviously, but that I have seen a lot of that that talk going around. Um, what do you think the uh, do, do you think there's any validity to that? Well, they waited until the pit stops cycled, so I mean, mm, it it does not look great. Yeah, it's a little me. fishy. It's a little fishy. A little stinky. Because, like, to me, like, you know, obviously, I I would not take the win away from him. I think Chase had the best car there at the end. And the only real question was, like, will he have the fuel? And, like, I don't know how short they were, but, like, there are plenty of spots on that track that you can save gas. Mm -hmm. I think, given his talent level, it wouldn't have been a problem. So I think he still would have won anyway because of how large his lead was over Larson, unless there was like a legitimate caution that came out and they had to restart. That would have been, in my opinion, the only way that Chase loses that race is if he runs out of gas or he there was a stack up to restart. So, I mean... I mean, as a fan who was at the track, I'm glad they called the race because yeah. I was tired of standing in that shit. But um, at the end of the day, like the racing product was fun to watch. Like, I, obviously, if the drivers don't feel safe, I don't feel good about watching the product. But I, I I can't lie and say that it wasn't fun to watch the drivers be challenged. Right. Which ultimately they were. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, not an ideal circumstance. None of it was, but I had fun. I'm glad. At, 
for yeah, like it was both the best and worst race I've ever been to. <laughs> that, hey, you come back with a story to tell. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, like I mean, my fantasy pick won the race, so. <laughs> And and I picked Chase to win on the podcast last week, so yeah, you out. did. I, I'm glad. I'm glad I flipped from MTJ. So, like in my official fantasy points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there, <laughs> but yeah. So I kind of want to hear you know more from you. Like, what was your perspective of the race? Because like like you mentioned, like you alluded to earlier, like it was kind of a rough watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Like I said, couldn't see couldn't see much of anything, um, and and I think more of this is like a just a fox kind of not being prepared kind of thing. Shocker. The yeah the the like the cameras on the track just weren't in good places. Like I I couldn't get like most usually when you watch a race, you can kind of get a feel for positional awareness right as a viewer Mm -hmm. you can kind of look at the track look where cars are and be like okay i can i can like visually i can tell that this is where this car is this is how far back the car behind them is this is how far ahead the other cars are ahead of them Mm -hmm. here i'm just like between the rain between them not really knowing where to film like i don't know where anybody is they had no and, spatial and, and mind perception. You, mind you, I'm very familiar with Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, you're a big I'm, F1 guy. Right. So, like, I, in theory, I should know where I – I think that's probably if, – if I if I had come into this completely blind and not known um, about positioning on the track, and like 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 when you mentioned, like, about the, um, the passing zone, I know that going in. So, like, I'm looking out for that. But – for somebody who's never seen this track before, which I would imagine is a lot of uh, NASCAR viewers, even people who watch the sport kind of every week, it's the first time they've been there. But it's just hard to watch, and not and and quite frankly, not fun. It, like I said, it's it's the least enjoyable race for me this season, and it's a shame because it's one of the ones I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, I mean, I think if you know they had raced in dry conditions, I think we'd be having a lot different a of a conversation. It would have been a completely different race, and I think it would have been better. Maybe, I mean, obviously that's impossible to tell, but yeah, um, I mean, I think it would have been a more more enjoyable race yeah. to watch, less of a hassle, obviously. But I think you're onto something with like how fox covered the race and it's been a consistent like you know that's been a consistent beck and call from the fans all years that fox has not really done a good job yeah because you compound you compound not knowing where to film with the usual problems of only focusing on the leader oh my god don't even <laughs> get me fucking started yeah i mean like My I didn't joy. even I didn't even see the uh the um and this is I I watched I want to say I did have, I did have to work kind of like in the middle of the race but I did I didn't even see the uh Harvick Wallace crash until I watched the highlights. Well, I mean, you still couldn't see it, <laughs> right? Yeah, but no, I'm saying like I, I didn't even see the incident. You didn't even know what happened, right? 
no clue. Had no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, part of that is like, I think the spray was so significant. I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, even I with, I mean, I've got pretty decent vision. Yeah, it was coming I, down. I, I couldn't see that shit. Yeah. All, all I saw was Bubba's car being towed away. and Yeah, you probably heard it before you saw it. Oh, we did. You could you could hear the crunch, but yeah, um, I definitely think this kind of exposed Fox's coverage even worse mm-hmm. because, like, clearly when they don't have anything to talk about because the camera angles aren't there, their commentators can't really make up for it, which is a shame because I think. I think Mike Joy deserves better than yeah, like, what he's being he's given. He's great when you're at like Darlington and you're and he can give you like 50, 60 years of history. Like that's awesome. Well, not not even that. Like I just don't really think that the broadcast crew in terms of the other commentators are really up to snuff. Like obviously yeah. Clint Clint's a rookie. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because I have seen him do some Xfinity casts before and he's pretty good. But like, Jeff is dead weight in the booth. Mm. He's just a name to be there for sure. And I think we talked about it last week. Uh, the Xfinity um, commentary when they when they mm-hmm. kind of like cycled the Cup drivers in. Yeah, well, they it's have been, Bubba and it's Blaney been a lot. This week. It's been a yeah, and this is the second time they've been it, right? Yeah, together. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even when they had, uh, I think they had, I think it was Suarez and Logano did the um, Phoenix. Yeah, that was really good. Which, I mean, I didn't see it because I was there, but <laughs> but I, I'm definitely going to go back and watch that race at some point because I'm sure that, you know, the telecast was a lot different than what I was watching. But <sighs> yeah. It was a very challenging weekend on all fronts. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I will give NASCAR an ounce of credit. They owned up to the fact that they fucked up, which is not really their forte. So (laughs) um, I'll give give them a mild pass on that one. So, um, yeah, going, uh, we'll talk about this coming week's race shortly, but um, let's touch on some F1, seeing as we were in an F1 track. Um, All right. Monaco happened, and fucking Red Bull is ready to fucking uh-huh. fight. I told you. See, I tried to tell you last week. Okay, well, I, I mean, one of the McLaren drivers did really well. So, uh, I, I, I was on to something. Like, I don't know good what race. Daniel's issue is this season. I, I got... I, He wants to be racing NASCAR. Mm. (laughs) That's what I think. I think he would enjoy it. Um, Yes, I agree. But yeah, uh, no, Lando. uh, Lando's been good all year. Better than I thought. I I thought he would be kind of like fifth, sixth, seventh, and and maybe Daniel would be a little bit higher in 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 the. uh, It's been the exact. Been the exact opposite. Yeah. no, he's 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 run really smart races, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and I mean you know F one like most of it is like where you start, so yep. 
He's qualifying well. Aside from one screw up, he's kind of been consistently in the in the upper echelon of qualifying. So yeah, you you take care of the hard part; the rest of it's easy. So (laughs) indeed. Um, but back to Max, yeah, Um, Max was on another level. Um, and Mercedes psyched themselves out and took themselves out of the race. Oh, brother. An- um, an- another DNF for, for, for the 77. I just... I, a lot of people... It's time, Twitter, man. It's a, time, a of, man. It's time. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. <laughs> Shaking the table. To- Toto has essentially told George Russell, like, if you don't fuck up, we're going to push you in a Mercedes. You are shaking the table. <laughs> and at this point, why not? Shaking the table. <laughs> Valtteri is yeah. not, he's not the driver that he used to be. It's obvious. I don't think he ever was that driver. I just think mm. the equipment was there. Uh, and that's nothing against him personally or anything. I just don't, I don't think he was ever like a tier one, like elite driver. And that's okay. You can be pretty good. He's just, yeah. he's, he's Rubens Barrichello. And that's perfectly fine. <laughs> the one-footed man, yes. Oh, uh, but, like, you know, I think you're right. I think the move should be to put Russell in that car next year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he performed really well in the one race he did for them last year. But and he's doing his best for Williams. As best as you could. Yeah, it's a shit box. You could call it what it is. Like it's, it's not a good car. It's a stinker. It's a it's a lemon. You know, things of that nature. But some yeah, some, like some some surprising results. Uh, kind of further in the in the mid pack. Uh, last stroll. <laughs> in P eight. In the yeah, in the new uh, in the new team. The uh, the new factory Aston Martin team. That's right. Hate to see that. Um, uh, and and Mazepin did not finish last this week. Shockingly, I, I'm very shocking. He didn't KO the car. I don't know how he finished. At, yeah, right at, at Monaco of all places, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I I was thoroughly surprised, but I stu- my expectations I'm are not still happy literally. My expectations are still literally on the fucking floor, <laughs> frankly. No, Haas is Haas is uh, Haas a mess. Is in the mud. They are in the mud. There's no no uh, no two no, no ifs ands no or buts. They stink. Which is a shame yep. too, because like obviously, like part of me wants the American, like the only American team in the sport to do well. But well, they're a Russian team now, clearly. So. Uh, well, yeah. What's the difference? It is what it What's is. the difference? Some uh, say, oh, oh, oh right? hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey now. Some, some say. <laughs> so, so, some, some have theorized. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be a pretty cool championship battle this year. But ultimately, I think, you know, it's inevitable. Mercedes has. Lewis fucking Hamilton. Yeah. Sir, sir. Sir yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. That's, that's that's it. Like Max Verstappen is an incredible driver. 
Incredible yes. driver. And Red he's Bull is a Lu- great team. He's not Lewis Hamilton. Nobody is. And that's that's it. It's like I'm not gonna bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It's it's his it's his domain. It's like betting against Jimmy Johnson if he's got a chance going into the final race. Why would you do that? <laughs> you you might as well throw the money in the fireplace. Yep, exactly. But so uh, after after Monaco, uh, Max has a four point lead. God, all all of that <laughs> just to get a four point lead. Hate to see it. Uh, Lando in a distant third. Um, shocker. But that's good for him, though. Yeah, absolutely. 56 points for that car at this point in the season, you'll take that every time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure McLean, I mean, they just extended his contracts. You know, they, they're, they're thrilled with him. They're um, ecstatic. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's good for the sport. Likeable guy. Obviously, has a big following. You know, they're, they're going to put the machine behind him because he's British. You know how that goes. He's, but, he's got uh, a big future ahead of him. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I just think it, Mercedes will rein it back in. They always do. Yeah, it's, it, it's inevitable. I'll tell you what, I'll believe Red Bull and Max can win the title when I see it happen. If, if they do it, hats off to them. They earned it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the boogeyman is right there <laughs> and he's wearing number 44. And he is knighted. Let's not forget that. Sir, um, Hamilton. Yes. And uh, I think I'll let you uh, take it away for some some wrestling. Because okay. you, you mentioned to me it's kind of getting uh, getting a little stale. A little bit. Um, so I didn't watch SmackDown tonight. We're recording on a Friday night. Uh, I'll get to it in, the, in a little bit. Uh, I know there's that big Uso Street Profits match. That should be pretty good. Uh, Raw was better this week. Surprisingly, um, they kind of just let them wrestle. Uh, not too many story beats to hit, but uh, some good matches. Riddle and Xavier Woods had a really good match. Uh, Kofi and Drew had a good match. They're probably they're gonna run it back next week to determine who gets the uh, title shot of Hell in a Cell. I would imagine Drew would win that match. Not what I really want to see because I mean, Lashley's already beat him pretty convincingly uh so but i mean that that makes the most sense to have when has that ever mattered <laughs> correct uh that makes the most sense to have in the actual sale itself uh i, I I've, I've never been a fan of the gimmick pay-per-views because like you have to plan your feuds around when certain gimmicks come up like it used to be when they used to do hell in the cell it used to be kind of like a break glass in case of emergency thing like mm-hmm. we're like when something would get to the natural point of locking two people in the cell, it would be like, okay, these two guys hate each other. This rivalry has been going on for months and months and months. It's coming to a head. We're going to put them in the cell. Now it's just like, okay, it's it's June. We got to have a cell match. What can we do? So I I guess it'll be Bobby and Drew for the umpteenth time. I mean, I'm sure they'll have another good match. They had a really good match at WrestleMania, but give me something different. Like, why, why not just have Kofi Kingston, like, I don't know, get a title shot again. Like he's 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 credible. He's a former WWE champion. Like, give him another shot. 
Yeah, you got uh, Vince in there, probably in the in the board meeting, talking about get me pictures of Elias. <laughs> shout out to the table. Shout out to Elias is a tag team partner. Um, the Mac, the Mega Man, uh, Jackson Ooh. Riker getting a victory over uh, AJ Styles this weekend, which is uh, Mega Man. Don't like that very much, but uh, what can wow. you do? Uh, that's Raw still has its warts. Um, but the mm. big, the big thing I want to talk about this week for wrestling was um, looks like we're getting back on the road finally. Uh, the, oh. like the, uh, the Thunderdome era is coming to an end. Uh, yeah, WWE is going back on tour to they're starting in Texas. Uh, I think they're, oh they're boy, doing SmackDown in Dallas, I think, and then Money in the Bank in Dallas, and then they're going to Houston for Raw. Uh, middle of July, so uh, they'll be back on the road. AEW is actually back um, Sunday. Uh, oh, it'll be boy. at the, uh, I think the MGM Grand um, out in Vegas mm-hmm. for double or nothing. So uh, yeah, um, I mean, if people are vaccinated and like they're uh, they're going to places where like people are, you know, the numbers are good. I don't have a problem with it. Like you know, I think it's time. I mean, the NBA, if the NBA can open back up to the to level it's open back up to in, in MLB, uh, I don't see why wrestling can't follow NASCAR. So, yeah, NASCAR as well. You're right. Um, yeah, I don't see why they can't just can't, can't have people come back. Um, I have I have personally have missed the fans. Um, I mean, there, there's been good good shows and good matches and good cars and everything in the pandemic era, but I think wrestling even more so than traditional sports. Is something that kind of relies on that 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 fan participation. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Yeah, like I mean, as much as I hate stuff like that sometimes, but uh, no, you need that. You need to get like the, the performers. They feed off that feedback from the fans. Uh, it, it makes the shows better. It makes things more meaningful. It makes things kind of just get things back to normal. So um, I welcome it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, like oh, when ahead. I was when I was at the race last weekend um i mean i took my mask off when it started raining i mean i'm vaccinated so like, i feel a little bit more comfortable doing right. that and i was outside so the cdc says i can do it then i'm gonna do it so i mean yeah i, I definitely agree with you that like you know the other sports are doing it why can't wrestling yeah i mean i i i, I haven't seen any anything like to saying like the NBA letting people back in has like backfired in any way. So why not? I mean, they, they're using the same arenas as the NBA. So yeah. Uh, and then um, this um this potential WWE New Japan Pro Wrestling partnership. Uh, I'm pretty intrigued by it. Uh, so apparently WWE has been in some sort of uh, talks, to, maybe not to acquire New Japan. I think that's kind of, that was kind of the initial rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the money to do it. Like I, I, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be like a a uh, a big ask for them. But I mm-hmm. think more people were kind of more excited about getting some of the uh, talent from New Japan uh, to to come over here and uh, wrestle the um, the American talent, um, which would be pretty cool, you know, to get that crossover from you know matches you never thought you would see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I, know, I don't know how valid the reports are. <laughs> Um, but uh, it would be pretty cool to see, uh, like you know, you get somebody like uh, Jay White coming over here wrestling Roman, or you know, every, everybody wants to see like Cena versus Tanahashi. That'd be pretty cool. 
uh, Okada versus Randy Orton. That'd be pretty cool to see. So if it does happen, um, I'm not sure how they would book it because I'm sure uh, <laughs> New Japan wouldn't want all their guys losing and WWE wouldn't want all their yeah. guys losing. So they have to come like for the happy medium. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm all for uh, the um, the mixing of um, different companies. You know, so, yeah, so, so sure. often you get uh, kind of locked into promotions doing you know, just stuff with their own people and not really going back to uh, how it was back in the day. Because like, I, I don't, a lot of people might not remember it, but like back in the 80s, um, like the late 70s, early 80s, um, WWE and New Japan had a pretty good relationship. Um, I think Hogan, Hogan might have been the first, uh, I'd, not the first IWGP champion. He definitely he was IWGP champion, but he might not have been the first. But um, hmm. yeah, like uh, Kurt Angle's been over there. Uh, Brock's been over there. Um, Goldberg's been over. I th- I, Goldberg might not have been in New Japan, but he was he he's wrestled in Japan. Um, and then you had the guys who came from New Japan, like a Finn Balor, like a AJ Styles, Shinsuke. So uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to uh, get some of those dream matchups in. But like I said, I don't know how valid the the reports are considering the source they're coming from. But uh, if Dave Meltzer is to be believed, um, it would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously I'm kind of new to wrestling, mm-hmm. but um, you've told me extensively about, you know, New Japan and, you know, all the very talented wrestlers that they have coming over here to, you know, join in the program. And I mean, honestly, if that's going to be, you know, like a pipeline that starts filtering over here, similar to how uh, Japanese baseball has filtered over to the major leagues. Mm, that's, over an here. that's an interesting parallel. I never, I never really thought about it like that, but I could see that. Um, but yeah. I mean, if it, if it yields, you know, results like that, then I'm all for it, obviously. Yeah. And I'll, also, I think, um, I think both companies could kind of benefit from uh, a look into the other's philosophy. Like WWE kind of presents itself as kind of like a um, in a, like a soap opera-ish way a little bit. And New yeah, Japan, melodrama. Yeah, exactly. New Japan, they play just like a sport. I mean, it's yeah. almost like uh, they're almost real wrestling out there. Yeah, like they beat the shit out of each other pretty much, and then they do like they even do like post-match interviews and like press conferences and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, I I haven't watched as much New Japan as I probably should, just by virtue of um being in America. <laughs> that the the time difference, um, the language difference isn't really a problem because they do have a uh, they they have like a, they have like their own like WWE network. Oh, okay. And um, they Talented translate subtitle they, team. They translate everything. Oh, okay. Even yeah, better. and they, and they and uh, on the shows they do have a uh, live English commentary. So I have, I mean, like I. I watch like Wrestle Kingdom, which is like kind of like their WrestleMania. Um, I watch that every year, and it's usually a good time. They have good matches, but um, yeah, just uh, like you said, getting getting more getting more talent in different places where they can be seen, like and getting uh, yeah. getting matches we never thought we would see, a fuse we never thought we would see is always good. So I, I got no problem with that if it does come to fruition. So um, I was gonna, you know plug these two in earlier these two things i wanted to talk about in the racing section but i guess i'll bounce back to them now uh so justin haley actually sat out a race due to covid protocols 
Mm-hmm. So obviously people on Twitter did the obvious thing and jumped to conclusions, which you should not do when you don't know everything. So basically it comes out that he wasn't infected. He was just around someone who had been, Mm -hmm. which means he needs to sit out, which I'm glad that NASCAR is still doing that. Which is how pretty much every other sport (laughs) has handled has been doing it. But a lot of people jumped to the conclusion that he was infected, which I'm not going to say is unfair, but like irresponsible, a little irresponsible. Yes. And like a lot of people took it to like, oh, well, he should have been vaccinated. And, you know, maybe, but like also he's like 22 and young. Yeah. I mean, just I don't because, I don't necessarily disagree in principle. Well, like just you know, just because like he's a race car driver doesn't automatically get him better access to getting the vaccine. Right. It's not Especially, like it's not like being an NBA or NFL. Well, no, and it's not like being Bubba where, you know, he's a prominent cup driver who I think it was like a certain like health clinic brand wanted to, you know, kind of partner up with him to kind of get more exposure into getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. And it's not like, you know, RCR brought, you know, when they brought all of their employees into the shop to get them vaccinated and things like that. I don't think colleague did that and that's okay. Like, Perhaps they couldn't afford it, which understandable, right? But yeah, they pro- yeah they probably running thin margins as it is. Well, I mean, yeah. So anyway, like the fact that people were like jumping to this conclusion that oh, well, Justin Haley's probably some dumb anti vaxxer and that's why he got COVID. I <laughs> I feel like you all are just incriminating the man and calling yeah. him things recklessly it's unfair it's extremely unfair and it turns out one he didn't have covid two he was actually intending to get his vaccine shortly thereafter it just so happened that he happened to be in contact with somebody who had had it and he had to set out a race which it happens so i don't know like the reactionary part of the internet gets on my nerves sometimes so and there wasn't all of this ballyhoo and uh hand ringing when jimmy johnson had COVID either so well it might have turned out he didn't actually have it so but that's another story for another day oh i'm just Um, comparing i'm just comparing two situations oh yeah that's fair um and then i came out this past week that three tracks in North Carolina are going to get $10 million allocated to them via the American Rescue Plan via Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. So, effectively, um, Governor Cooper of North Carolina has partitioned $10 million each to North Wilkesboro Speedway, Rockingham Speedway, and 
Charlotte Motor Speedway. And this is a big deal. Yeah, not really understanding Charlotte. <laughs> I think they're fine. I but, mean, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure, you know, they might need to tighten some bolts, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but honestly, with $10 million, Rockingham will be more than race ready. Yeah. I, I think that is a perfect amount of money to make sure that they get done there what they need to get done to make it like available for a lower series and maybe in my wildest dreams someday a cup date again mm-hmm. i got a North question the, okay hey, go ahead have they ever run um any of the series at a uh, bowman gray uh way 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 back in the day oh, okay 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 go ahead but with North Wilkesboro, and I know this is a very weighted topic because there are very polarizing opinions about North Wilkesboro in the community. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, while I would like the sport to kind of get back to its roots and, you know, have the cars have more horsepower, that kind of thing, get rid of stage racing, all that stuff. And I, I mean, I think North Wilkesboro was an interesting little track. I also am like, do we really need to bring it back? Like, obviously, it would cost less money to fix North Wilkesboro than it would be to build an entirely new track just like it. Mm hmm. But is it worthwhile to do that? And obviously, North Carolina's state government believes it is. Yeah, they seem to think so. So, my question now becomes, is $10 million enough? I'm not sure it is. Because what's going to have to happen is, like, a lot of, like, press boxes and stuff have are, are in extreme disrepair. They will have to be torn down and rebuilt. The stands are I wouldn't say they're in disrepair, but like they they need some severe upgrades. Um the infield of the track needs modernized. Um the walls need modernized. They're still fucking concrete. And we're not even talking about like the track itself, which definitely needs at least a repave. Like there is a lot that needs done. And I'm not positive that 10 million is enough. Now I know that Marcus Lamonis, who owns Camping World and Overton and Good Sam, etc., he's pledged to, you know have a million dollars set aside to you know help fund this reclamation project which is admirable and apparently he's been talking to Marcus Smith who owns Speedway Motorsports who owns North Wilkesboro and Marcus Smith on Junior's podcast recently alluded to he has plans for North Wilkesboro i assume that this state budgetary diversion 
was probably something he was referring to. I'm sure that's been talked about. My concern is that $11 million with Lamonis's million isn't going to cut it. They need more money. And I just don't really know how much more money they're going to need. But I know it's going to have to be a significant fucking amount. Mm-hmm. And at that point, will the returns of be it worth be it. worth it? Yeah. Like, do the ends justify the means? Ten, I mean, $10 million is a lot of money. A lot of fucking money. Or that's just, that's just as a base. That's community changing money. Right. So my thing is if we are going to bring that track back in any capacity, I don't think it should be the paved version. It costs less money to make it a dirt track, which is what it initially was when they opened it in, I want to say it was like 1947. I think that if you really wanted to bring it back, the most practical way to do it would be to focus on modernizing everything else and then just pouring a bunch of dirt on the asphalt. Because one, Bristol dirt is not sustainable. That will damage the fuck out of that concrete. I don't care what they say. It will. And I just feel like that would be perfect for that territory. Mm -hmm. They really want like the throwback, moonshine, you know, that kind of thing. They, They want that vibe back. What better way to do it than by making it a dirt track again when they come back. It so, would be pretty cool to have the dirt race in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, a, I, I, I like a, that idea, actually. Um, what is the feasibility of uh, just pulling a track out of what uh, back here? Eldora. Okay. Uh, that one. I don't think that one's going to happen. I don't think NASCAR really appreciates that Tony Stewart's starting his retirement home series. Um, (laughs) And he's also an owner in the sport. So it's a little bit of a conflict of interest. Right. So I do not think that that'll happen. I could see Knoxville happening. Because they are racing trucks there this year. So I feel like that could be like an exploratory version of what we might see with Cup. Another, so, another question I got for you. Okay. Would you want to see multiple dirt races on this character? I want to see two maximum. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a happy a happy medium. Like I think NASCAR is in a place where the popularity is right where it needs to be for them to really do some experimentation, which they're doing this year with the road courses. And potentially, My, ne- and potentially next year, uh, if the rumors are to be believed. A street course. 
I don't, um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about about that about that uh, I, that, that, I, Chicago, that Chicago street circuit. I'm not. I don't either. But ideally, I would like to see like six road courses on the schedule, eight short tracks, two dirt races, four super speedway races, and then you can kind of fill in the blanks from there. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Phoenix would get a date or two. Uh, Homestead, in my opinion, should have like two dates, that kind of thing. I, I think that the schedule needs to be geared more towards driver skill and those show up the most at short tracks road courses and now the dirt i mean joey logano had never played in the dirt his entire career and what did he do he went out and fucking won the dirt race daniel suarez had never even touched dirt in a a car (laughs) 50 led a lot of laps he did really well. Finished fourth. So like everybody you know, everybody thought it would be um Larson and Larson Bell. and Bell, yeah. With Austin Dillon and Stenhouse coming in hot behind him. That's not what happened. So yeah, I mean, I I think I would like to see one maybe two dirt races on the cup schedule. Mm-hmm. But I do not think it should come at the behest of like another short track. So like, that's why I want to get rid of the Bristol dirt race and don't do I, it in the playoffs. Oh fuck! Fuck no! Uh uh-uh. uh, no! Absolutely the too fuck much. not. It's too much on the line. It's too much. So yeah, I I want to see more tracks that reward driver skill. So. I mean, you know, I'm, ho- I'm, hopefully with the next gen car, all of them are supposed to. So, but we'll see. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll see. Fucking see about that. Um, so I wanted to introduce a new segment. Okay. So we are going to do a sporkle quiz in racing and wrestling. So what we're going to do is we are going to do our strong suit first. I'm going to do a racing one and you are going to do a wrestling one. Okay. And then we're going to switch. So I have, can you name the NASCAR Coca-Cola 600 top 10 finishers since 1990 pulled up? And then tell me what you are looking to pick for yourself or well for the both of us i should say i am going to go with let's see here wrestlemania world title matches Okay. All right. Uh, are you ready to go? Yep. How long is yours? Uh, 20 minutes, but it won't take me that long. Minus six. <laughs> okay. Um, I will stop at the eight-minute mark. 
Okay. To make it a little bit more even. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. So I had 265. Out of a possible what? 290. I got 113 out of 114. 113 out of 114? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Give me one minute to send you that quiz over. I will do the same. Oh, brother. They got fucking Hulk Hogan on the cover of this quiz. (laughs) Yeah, brother. Head ass. All right. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Go. Yeah, I missed missed a few I should have got, too. A lot I should have got. Well, 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 let's let's go over the score first. Okay, I got one forty nine. That's pretty good. You got more than half. Yeah, but the way I'm looking, I'm looking at some of the names. Like some of these, I never would have known. Like Lake Speed. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, I should have. I I would have never known. Um, Ricky I would've, Craven. I would have never known Derek Cope. I would have. Oh never my known, god, uh, Hutch Strickland. I would have never known um, <laughs> Lake Speed, yeah. I would Davey have known, Allison. Uh, Johnny Benson Jr., I never would have known. Once yeah, he's get, just Johnny Benson. Once you get to like 2006, mm. I, I have heard of all of these people. Yeah, you were knocking them down. Yeah, like I, right, I, so I, I, can't, I, I can't believe I didn't get Carl Edwards. Oof. Um, I got 62% for a total of 71 out of 114. That's not bad. Which ones did you miss? Okay, so I missed Andre the Giant. That was a late one for me. I, I had to, the, the, the 80s ones kind of kind of were the hardest ones for me, for sure. Uh, King Kong Bundy. Ted Biasi. Ultimate Warrior. Mm. Sergeant Slaughter. I missed that. That was the one I missed, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, Bret Hart. The Hitman. Yokozuna. Twice. Several times. <laughs> Four times. Well, twice in the same night. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Lex Luger. That was that was the last one I put in. Uh, Diesel. Missed mm. Mick Foley. Uh, I missed Jericho several times. I just, I forget that he existed. Jericho was uh, twice, right? Uh, three. It's looking like three. Oh, um, let me guess. Eighteen. I know eighteen, twenty-eight, and what's the what's the other one? Twenty-eight. Okay, eighteen, twenty. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I missed Lesnar somehow. Uh, that's that's a that that would have helped you out a lot, Lesnar, because he's he's been in a bunch. Mm-hmm. He'd been in like six. It looks like. Um. Missed uh, the murderer. <laughs> um, I, so I must have spelled Batista wrong. Did you put the U in? Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missed Eddie Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio, 
John Bradshaw Layfield. JBL. Never heard of him. I gotta I gotta show you uh I gotta show you a clip of him. You're gonna like it. I'll show you after you finish recording. All right. Um Alberto Del Rio. Um The Miz. Sheamus. That's right, the Miz. That's right. Uh <laughs> defended the title of WrestleMania. Uh, Jack Swagger, never heard of that person. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, that was a one off. Oh, uh, Goldberg somehow missed him. Uh, Shinsuke, Alvin Shinsuke Nakamura, um, and Drew McIntyre twice, who we literally had just talked about. Right. So, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I cannot believe I forgot. I the, the ones that are eating me up are Matt Kenseth and Carl Edwards. I should have got. Oh, you missed you missed Matt too. Yeah. Oof. That sir is unfortunate. Larson, Larson, I, I, Larson, I missed. Uh, Bowman. Kenseth would have really helped me out because Kenseth, Kenseth was in a bunch of them. Oh yeah, he won one. Two thousand. One came in second a few times. Um, all right, well, that was a fun experiment. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, so now we're gonna move on to our picks. So, uh, we don't really talk about IndyCar much, but um, may as well take a crack at it. AJ Foyt, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> in his wheelchair. Um, so, um, I am going to pick Colton Herta. Yep, me too. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, if not him, Dixon. No, it will not be Dixon. It never will be Dixon. Um, Sato maybe again. It could be. <laughs> Hate to see it. It'd be pretty cool. It would be. Um, huh. mm. Charlotte. Hot. Mm. Kyle Larson. Yeah, it'd be right if Hendrick won. Yeah, I, I think Larson is a good choice there. Um, if not him, it'll be Chase. Because mm. Ch- Chase... Uh... Would he, be the, usually, would he be the first back to back this season? Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. And then um, F one should have been racing this weekend. Still mad about no, it. Next week, uh, we'll wait tackle it then. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I think that'll just about do it for us. Um, we thank you all for uh, tuning in to racing and wrestling. Yes. We do hope that you will. Come back next time, but if you don't, that's okay too. Do whatever you want to do. You have free will. Um, anyhow, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dirt Reynolds twenty three. Follow me at Nike's on my tweet, and you can follow our podcast at FKA Podcast, um, as it is an affiliate of our racing and wrestling podcast. So um, we hope to be talking to you a little bit more about 
the Charlotte and Memorial Day race weekend and uh, more stuff leading up to the next pay-per-view as well as maybe some more stuff about this new Japan and WWE partnership. Yeah. But until then, we'll see you next time and thanks for dropping in. See you.